Welcome to the Church Leadership Podcast, your weekly source for encouraging and equipping local church leaders with your hosts, Mark Ganey and Andy Frazier. In each episode, Andy and Mark sit down with church leaders that you should know. We believe these honest conversations will be helpful and encouraging to you as you lead the local church. Here is this week's episode. Welcome to this week's episode of the Church Leadership Podcast. We're so thrilled you have joined us for this conversation, one that personally I am really, really excited about. And uh, we're going to get to that conversation in just a minute. Before we do, a couple things. I want to thank our sponsor for this episode, Sanford MTI. We'll tell you a little bit about them in a minute. And we also want to encourage you to go and subscribe to the podcast. If you're listening or watching, we are on YouTube. If you didn't know that, you can subscribe there. Uh, You can you subscribe to any of the podcast apps that you have subscribe to our podcast. And the reason we ask you to do that is because we don't want you to miss a single episode. We believe every conversation we have is important and it matters because it's an opportunity for you to learn, to be encouraged and really to fulfill our mission at the church leadership podcast, which is to encourage and equip you to lead in the local church. And we believe that today's conversation is going to do just that. Uh, So let's get to the conversation. We are so glad to have Mark's good friend with us this week on the podcast, Philip Durr. I got to meet uh, Philip just a few minutes ago, and it's already uh, uh, just bugging me how many questions I have for Philip that we cannot ask on the podcast (laughs) today uh, about Mark. But Philip serves as the pastor of New Vision Church in Dothan, Alabama. It's a church plant. He's also uh, not only a pastor and a church planner, he's a chaplain there in Dothan with uh, Southern Care Hospice and Wayne's Farms. He's a busy guy, and we're glad that he took time out of his schedule to join us today on the podcast. Philip, it's nice to meet you and nice to have you on the Church Leadership Podcast this week. Glad to be a part of it, sir. Glad to be a part of it. Well, so I am, I'm super excited, Philip, uh, to have you on the podcast and to kind of fill folks in who are watching and listening. So uh, Philip and I go a long way back, uh, longer than I care to admit. And uh, we probably won't be sharing your contact information because I don't want anybody watching or listening to contact you to ask questions that Andy wants to ask about me from years ago. So Philip and I met in college at Troy University and, um, we won't go into the whole detail, but uh, I was I was uh, I was friends with Philip, and he came to Christ, and uh, I had the privilege and honor of discipling him. And I really feel like he discipled me uh, in a lot of ways. And so um, he's the first person I ever really uh, discipled, and I botched it big time. But God used Philip anyway in fantastic ways. And uh, so anyway, we want to get into that a little bit, Philip. So. I, you've been you've been a pastor for a while um and bivocational for a while uh, and we kind of have a passion and a heart for bivocational pastors but you served at Dothan Community Church which is one of those churches that helped plant new vision and so i want right. to ask specifically about uh Dothan Community for a minute because that's kind of one of your your parent churches and really it was your home church for so many years and what's unique to me about that is it is a a multiracial church. It was a diverse church and the multi-ethnicities in that church. And so tell us a little bit about your experience and maybe what you learned about, about reaching, you know, different races, um, as a church, what that looks like. Okay. Yeah. And, and Mark, I want to say this, you know, you, I thank God for you. God to use you in my life at Troy and greatly, man. I, I'm so appreciative of you. Uh, I was led to Christ and and you, you know, I, I, I wanted to grow and, and, and 
I think you did an awesome job, brother. You you really did. One one of the things you pray for me is I'm I'm a, I'm two or three years older than you are, and so one of the things you prayed for me was you prayed that I get discipled by a pastor after uh, I left school, and I was I was I was pastored by uh, W. Charles Lewis, yeah. who started Dothan Community Church, and uh, I was looking for a church that uh, taught the Word of God, and uh, oftentimes. Uh, I want to say this, uh, African-American pastors don't go to seminary, and uh, they don't. And so uh, so the Word of God is not taught clearly. Uh, people mess up on the, uh, the text, and so oftentimes the truth is not presented clearly. And so Dothan Community Church, I, I uh, became a member of Dothan Community Church in uh, 1997. Dog, I'm old, sorry. <laughs> 1997. <laughs> and um, I was uh, discipled by uh, Charles Lewis. And the church is uh, started in 1988, and it was always interracial because uh, the church was started with Dr. Lewis and Chester McFarland, who's a white guy. Um, one of the things that my experience at DCC is that it was a family-oriented church. It was small but they believe God to do big things. Um, mm. I think from a uh, multicultural thing, uh, the songs at DCC were never black nor white. Uh, I think things were put in where someone who was white or black or Asian felt comfortable worshiping at DCC. And so uh, that's, I, I, I loved it because say the campus outreach, you know, it's just, I, I I was an Oreo <laughs> in the midst, of... <laughs> but it was okay. I wanted to grow, so I, I would love you know being a part of a multiracial church was just super uh, for me. And 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 so I think a lot of churches that want to be uh, multiracial or multicultural, I think it's very important that you you have to plan things in advance uh, for that kind of thing. You know, even not even even your staff. And a larger church, I encourage to consider hiring someone of a different uh, race uh, to help. Not not just anybody now, <laughs> not just anybody, but somebody who is qualified to do a, a good job. So I, I love Dothan Community Church. I had the privilege of ser- serving there uh, for several years as, as outreach pastor and, again, being mentored uh, by Pastor Lewis. And like, just it's just a great experience uh, being uh, at Dothan Community Church. Mm. Well, Philip, uh, you've, you've probably faced a lot of challenges in your life and especially in your calling to ministry. I mean, apart from having Mark disciple you, I know that was a great challenge, but I mean, uh, there's a lot of other challenges for all of us in ministry, but, but man, trying to do what God's called you to do, it's, that's a tough calling and, uh, not everybody's up for the task. Uh, let's say somebody's watching or listening today that they might feel the the tug on their heart or the burden from the Holy Spirit to want to be involved in church planning and not just an ordinary setting. Maybe, maybe a multi-ethnic, uh, multi-racial church. How would you, how would you challenge them or encourage them in in going down that road, knowing it's going to be difficult and hard? Well, I, I would say it's it's a faith thing, man. It's a faith thing. I, I'm not that gifted. I'm not that smart. Mark, Mark Gaines, that's a smart guy right there. <laughs> but anyway, but it, it, it's just relying on God, the power of God uh, to lead and guide you uh, to doing church planning if God is putting that on your heart. 
it's it's his ministry. It's it's, it's him. It, it it has nothing to do with you. It's him. Uh, I think about how God called Abraham and, and uh, to do some things that that was beyond him. And, and and we have we have the Bible to encourage us to to see the power of God uh, working through individuals time and time again. So it's it's it, it's God. It's it's all God. Um, I, when I decided to, I thought God was calling me to do new vision. I was afraid. Mm. I was, I was afraid. I said, I'm, 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 I'm not a church parent. I can't even preach that good. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, but, 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 but God uses me. It's, it's, it's all about him. It, it, it really is all about him. Um, mm. and I think if you, uh, stay with God, he, he'll lead you. He will lead you. And um, I think people don't want to take steps of faith, but you have to, if you're going to grow spiritually, you have to. That's exactly right. Take risks. I mean, and really what kind of risk is it? If you're really trusting in God who holds the universe in his hand, is it really a risk? Yeah. Well, let me ask about this. Um, So you're at new vision, um, you know, and, and it's, it's been going a little bit, but it's almost like a replant for you. You're in, you're in really the, the inner city of Dothan community, and um, you're, you're reaching people maybe that, that other people, quite honestly, Philip, have just forgotten or neglected. Right. So tell us a little bit about New Vision and, and specifically some of the challenges, but also some of the, uh, some of the victories you've seen. Well, I, I think, uh, again, you're dealing with people that have um, – gone through so much and they think people have given up on them um one of the things uh that i that i want to do i want to let people know that they can come back that they can make a comeback in life with with god's help and so um it's it's i, I think uh when you ride in the neighborhood i, I normally ride a tourist van because they think I'm a police officer or, or undercover cop, stuff like that. So yeah, so I'm glad I got the church sign on the van, and so they, you know, they, well, he's he, that's just a preacher. Um, you know, he, some people just don't want to be changed. They just want to stay in bondage, mm-hmm. and you have to pray that God would, would change their hearts. I, I've dealt with so many people who who run so much game on me. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, just a lot of games, you know, and, you know, you, you get tired of it sometimes, but you just don't give up on people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just keep praying for them that God would, would change their lives. Um, I, I think, you know, we, we did have what is called a comeback service uh, back in July. And that um, we, 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 we went out, we, 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 we invited people to this special service, had a guy to share his testimony. Uh, he was one that had come out of prison and had really uh, bounced back in life. Um, God is God. God is a God of not only second chances. He's a God of many, many Amen. chances. And so you, you, you can, you know, make a comeback. And we're launching a Bible study. So I pray that you and Andy would pray for us. We're trusting God to, um, give us five guys, five or more men to, to show up for a combat Bible study. Um, uh, that, that'll be in, in October. Uh, so I'm excited about that. I know I have two guys, I believe that will, 
would show up, and they are not part of the church per se, but they visit the church, but they they want to see their lives uh, transform and change, definitely. Well, yeah, we're going to call the whole podcast nation here yes. to pray for for that five men. That is awesome, man. Five or more now. God, I, 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 <laughs> Let's don't limit God. Five or more. That's right. <laughs> five or more. God didn't have to stop at five, does he, Philip? <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't. We'll get back to our conversation in just a minute. First, we want to tell you about our sponsor for today's episode. Our friends at Sanford MTI are sponsoring this episode, and they are on the front lines of equipping people in theology and ministry training. MTI offers affordable and accessible education opportunities to anybody who has a desire to be equipped in ministry or simply grow in their knowledge of Scripture. They offer a lot of great courses around their 38 extension locations, and you can get a diploma for $50 per course. And what's really exciting to us is they offer an MTI online certificate in pastoral leadership, disciple making, women's leadership, worship leadership, and worship administration. In fact, if you use a special code, the code is ALSBOM, A-L-S-B-O-M, you can receive 50% off of their disciple making certificate. And here's the cool thing. You can earn an online certificate in less than a year for just $700. This is Sanford's way to give back to the local church. And so we want to invite you to find out more information. You can go to their website at sanford.edu slash go slash MTI. We'll put that link in our show notes. And uh, we encourage you to check out this awesome, this awesome program at Sanford MTI. Now, let's get back to our conversation. Well, we hear your heart in requesting prayer for five guys. And uh, we, we know that that's probably a big influence on Mark investing in you and discipling you, having a pastor invest in you and discipling you. You know, we've, we've talked just in the, in the short few minutes already about the challenges you face, but also we recognize there's a huge blessing of disciple making, being a part of your life and your philosophy of ministry. Tell us a little bit about how uh, Mark discipling you and how a pastor discipling you, how that has really influenced the trajectory of what God's called you to do in, in pastoring this church plan. Okay. Well, I think I, I thought with Mark, I think, I think Mark, you know, one of the things he did was he believed in me. That, that is one of the biggest things uh, a disciple lead can do for, uh, a disciple lead can do for his disciple lead. It's just believe, believe in, believe in him. And he did that. He really did. Um, I struggled academically, uh, but but when I came a Christian, it just changed. <laughs> uh, uh, it just changed. And, and Mark, he just he just he just believed in me, and that's so important. Pe- people need someone to to believe in them. I think about this quote, uh, Jim Valvano. He was the coach of the North Carolina Tar Heels, North Carolina Wolfpack, and one of the things he said was. He said one of the biggest things his father gave to him is that he believed in him, mm-hmm. and that that is so important. So Mark Mark really believed in me, and he uh, he taught me how to walk with God, and mm-hmm. I and I saw it. I saw him walk with God. He he took me out and and, and sh- showed me how to to share the gospel and leave Bible study and 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 do all those things. So he he was positioning me uh, uh, so that I could. Uh, do do what he was doing, making disciples. Um, it's uh, God has given me the privilege to disciple a few guys. I want some more. 
I'm, I'm hungry for some more. I, I am. <laughs> I want some more. <laughs> uh, but life is busy. But I know, I know God's going to put some more men in my life that I can uh, pour into. And um, But, again, I think you, you mentioned church planning. I think, you know, again, Pastor Lewis, he, he actually prays with me every Friday about the church plant, prays with me. Uh, he still um, disciples me as well uh, okay. in a lot of ways. Uh, with the church and uh but the big thing i think mark and pastor lewis that i that i saw with both of them is is faith mm-hmm. faith in god and a big god uh thanks for modeling that for me mark i think mark what, what, what's she gonna do that for well i, I believe god <laughs> i believe god <laughs> well we gotta we gotta believe god we do mm-hmm. I, I i don't want to get to heaven and have god say philip i really could have done more in and through your life, but you just didn't trust me. Mm. Come on in, but I had this for you. Mm. I had this for you. So I, 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 I just don't want to play it safe anymore. I don't. Not, not anymore. I'm, I just turned 50. I know I'm at 35, but, I, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I don't want to play it safe. I don't, I don't want to play life safe anymore. I don't. Well, look, life's too short, I, right? I mean. It is, it is. It is. God's big enough. He can do it. Um, well, let me ask you this, man. I appreciate you saying what you said, but I, I, what I said at the beginning, I, I really mean, um, I, I promise you there, I, I learned more from you than you ever learned from me. I, I, I promise you that. And God used our friendship and still uses our friendship to encourage me in incredible ways. Yeah, we only talk once a year, by the way. And I <laughs> okay. He just called me out right here but, on, hey, on the internet. But, All right. But, but, so yeah. Okay. But, 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 Andy, I will say this: If I have an issue, I'm if I have prayer, I'm going to call Mark Gain. He's one of the, one of the people who will call. He, he's in my top 100. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Well, let me ask this because, look, you know, we don't know the demographic of the people watching or listening to podcasts. They don't give us that statistic. They give us where they're listening from and uh, and watching from, but we don't know uh, the demographics of the people watching. But you know, I do know personally, different pastors, ministry leaders um, that over the last year, honestly, have struggled. They've struggled with how to address, how to answer, how to um, effectively disciple people uh, through this racial tension that we have felt uh, in North America the last really a long time, but we felt it in a real way the last 18 months. And so if you, if you could, if, if, if a pastor, you know, a white pastor is asking you, which he is right now, you know, how do we address the racial divide in our churches and in our culture? Um, how can, how can we begin to address that as pastors? Man, that's a complicated question. It is, it is. <laughs> but it's, it's it's a very complicated question. Um, you know, it's, it's it's sad that the church is so divided on racial issues. It's just it's just it's just sad. It's it's it it hurts my heart uh, mm-hmm. to know that the Church of Jesus Christ can't be together. It it I think it's okay to differ from someone politically. That's fine. But the main thing is is Jesus. That's the main thing, and it's 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 so sad. I think um, I, I've been in a couple 
meetings with uh, with a couple. Uh, I guess it was me and four of the white guys talking about this kind of thing. And I think um, I think I think it's good uh, to talk to people that are different than you, uh, mm-hmm. pastors, to mingle with them. Uh, I think that that I think I think you need to do that. I think black pastors do. I think black pastors need to do that. Um, mingle and, and ask questions. I think, listen, listen. I think that that is so uh, in, in, important to, to listen to one another. Uh, uh, I, I think uh, something one church was doing several years ago, um, one of the congregations primarily black, one of the congregations primarily white, and they would like twist uh, the pulpits. Uh, once a year. I think that's a good thing. Uh, I think that this is start. Um, something like that to start. Mm-hmm. I think um, maybe even having just some meetings uh, with with uh, different churches uh, to pray that God will unite uh, our churches, uh, his church. Uh, that's right. Because the church has to, has to be together. <laughs> Uh, Jesus Christ, he, I mean, he just shed his blood, mm. not for this, uh, but, but, but I think listening, I think that's, that's important. And, and again, get to know people that are, that are different than you are. <laughs> you know, I don't want to live my life as <laughs> just the same as I am. I, I mean, I'm glad mm. I got friends with you and, uh, that are different uh, racially than I am. Um, so I, I, again, that's, that's a very, it's a very complex uh, question you asked me. I, I, I just think we just got to pray. I think we just got to pray and, uh, again, listen, uh, listen uh, to other people uh, in regards to uh, racial things. And, and, and some of the things that happen, you know, are legitimate. Some, some of the racial things, but some of them not legitimate things. I, I mean, I'm I'm open. I've I, I seen where uh, the cop was asking like killing killing that a, a young African American guy, but then I see the cop was not just. I think that's uh, and, and and I wonder sometimes coming from a black man. I wonder sometimes why did they have to kill him? That's the thing that I don't I don't quite understand. Um, yeah. We're all made in the image of God. Uh, we 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 are. We're, we're made in the image of God and. God loves us all, and so we have got to be um, united as Christians. We got to be, hmm. you know. And and let me say this: I'm be done. Um, I, I I would say, you know, um, I think the last two presidents, I think, hurt a, a lot with some of this stuff uh, in regards to some of this uh, racial uh, division. Probably, you know, just just uh, I don't know. I'm not a Republican or a Democrat, so I can talk about both of them. <laughs> so Me too. I think that hurt. Uh, I think that hurt a lot. Uh, and again, I, I just you got you got to call us a, a spade a spade. You got to call it what it is. It's wrong. The church has got to be together. That's right. And the church needs to lead out in this, right? I mean, we can't we can't take our cues from our our political leaders when we need to be leading out in this mm-hmm. because we know the gospel is the unifying force. So, yeah, man, well said. Yeah. So, and I will also say a pastor should never endorse a political candidate. Amen. Talk about the please don't ever do that. That's right. <laughs> you know, and I, I want to say that my niece 4 or 5 years ago, she went to a church 
that was primarily white, and she enjoyed that church. But the pastor called out President Obama, mm. and she did not go back to that church. Mm. Yep. Franklin Graham, I, I love Franklin, I love Billy Graham, I love Franklin Graham, but he he has been, I'm sorry, too political. Just say we're praying for the president, no matter who he is, whether you like him or you don't like him, just don't 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 do that. That that hurts. That that's that's gonna hurt somebody's salvation, possibly. That's right. I mean, we think about it. We should think about it like our words matter. And our words affect different people differently. And so we really need to, to give pause and, and think through what our words mean and, and what they're going to mean to different people. And, but we can't do that mm-hmm. without, without what you said earlier, Philip, and that is without being around people different than us and without listening to people right. who are different than us, than us we, we, can't, we won't know how it's going to affect them. So that's so important. <clears throat> Philip, I, I'm... I'm just man just meditating on everything you've you've been saying the last few minutes and and it's there's much wisdom in there not just from your perspective but from your experience and i think it would do well for people watching or listening our podcast to really just think on this if they are not around people who are different than them then we need to pray about that we need to pray about intentionally making efforts to be around people who are different than us i think that's a great step and you mentioned listening. I think that's key. Take time to have an unhurried, uninterrupted conversation with somebody and just listen. Mm-hmm. And man, that makes a world of difference. That's a, that's a great first step to begin the process of us making a little headway on becoming less divided and more united in, in Christ. So thank you for, for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Thank you, Philip, for spending some time with us. Um, on the podcast and just letting people listen in our conversation. So uh, you can count this. This is the second conversation we've had this year. So it's already up to two. So man, we're, we're above. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but seriously, Philip, thank you so much, man. Thank you for your heart, your passion, your encouragement. And uh, just thank you for your time, bro. I, I would love to come on again, but next time I know my charge is a thousand dollars. for my second. <laughs> Right. You got on Mark's tab, Philip. You gotta uh <laughs> gotta resource that church plant somehow, right? All right. Well, well thanks so much, man. Thank you. And, and hey, listen, thank y'all so much. God bless. I know I know everybody watching and listening has been encouraged and equipped today. And so we thank you for watching and listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Church Leadership Podcast. Don't forget to share, subscribe, and even review our podcast on your favorite podcast listening app.